Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I'm your ever-faithful host, AJ. Salutations. So, apologies for last week when the uh, podcast did not happen. More blog talk radio shenanigans. Um, but we're on the air this week. So uh, as soon as the ladies get here, we'll get started because we have Fear the Walking Dead, Surreal Estate, Loki, last, uh, so I guess the last two of Fear, the last two of Surreal, the last two of Loki, last week's Quantum Leap, which because it wasn't on this week, uh, all four American Horror Stories, and apparently American Horror Story itself is on hiatus because um, it has not been on the last two weeks. So as soon as my co-hosts get here, we'll get rock and rolling. So, what else have I been watching? Um, I don't know what I've been watching. Oh, no, I do know what I've been watching, I think. I, I don't remember if I mentioned it before. I've been watching um, Our Flag Means Death, which is really funny. Reese Darby headlines that with um, Takiwa TV. Um So, I've been watching that. And I have a co-host, yay, because I was running out of things to say. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Good. Welcome back to Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Fandom Access. <laughs> got it. Got it. it working this week. week. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Uh <laughs> We just missed one week, though, right? Yeah, just missed last week. Yeah, so not too bad. And it's a slow season, so we're not. I think we'll only be here on this network for maybe two more weeks, right? So. I have to check with Jamie on that, but yeah, something like that. I think December 2nd, maybe we move to our new location, um, which none of us can remember the name of, but we'll announce it next week. <laughs> We'll be sure to announce it and let people know, right? I hear a notification. Is that Jamie? Nope. <laughs> you know Jamie. She'll she'll show up eventually. Um. So. All right. I don't know. I guess we. So I haven't I haven't been hearing good things about the Marvels. No, so it has opened to – it's the lowest opening of any Marvel movie ever, right? Um, and it's not – like, Captain Marvel opened pretty big, I think. I think Captain Marvel made, like, over $100 million in its first week or something like that, right? Um, yeah. I've read some, I haven't read a ton about it, but I – like, if I remember the headlines and the stories I've read, it's not like Captain Marvel as a character hasn't attracted an audience, um, so I don't know what it is. I mean, I think maybe, I don't know if you have any, you have any thoughts on, I haven't seen it yet. Have you? I have not seen it yet. Um, a friend of mine from work always goes and sees everything, all the normal stuff like right away. And he said it wasn't bad. He said it was good. It's not as bad as, you know, as the media makes it seem. Um, yeah. but he said he had some, he had some problems. The, the, I guess the villain wasn't very strong. Um, I don't even know who the villain is <laughs> in the mm-hmm. movie. So, mm-hmm. um, he said the he I said that, 
and I have a feeling you're going to agree with this, and, and we kind of all foresaw this. He said that the, the only real saving grace of the movie is Miss um, Marvel. Like, she's, yeah. like, the highlight, which we kind of saw happen. And, yeah, I mean, she's the reason I want to see it. So I almost went to see it last weekend. My friend and I went to a movie, and we went back and forth, and in the end we decided to go to um, Killers of the Flower Moon, which is not, like... How was that? It's it's good. Um, I wouldn't say that I liked it or that I enjoyed it because it's it's about horrible people doing horrible things, uh, you know. And they're not. There's like no part of it that you're like that's really great. And and even in the end, so it's a true story, right? So yeah, it, it it's. I mean, is the ending satisfying? Yes. Is it like superheroes come to the rescue and save everybody? No, right? Um, and it's like this really dark and horrible piece of history of our country, of society, of white people doing horrible things to the native people who were here, right? Just because they, uh, you know, what it's about right, like the Osage. Yeah, I know. I know. Oil the was discovered it. I on just, their land. I gotta say. Yeah. I gotta say it's the trick. You know, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, I was like, I don't even care. Like, I wasn't really intrigued by it. <laughs> and, hi, Jamie. Hi. I mean, it's what good. Are, what are you talking about? I missed. Um, miss Killers that. of the Flower Moon, the movie Killers oh. of the Flower Moon that I that I went to instead of Miss Marvel last weekend. Uh, you know, AJ, there are people who say it would be Scorsese's masterpiece if he hadn't already made his masterpiece, right? Um, hmm. Uh, it, it's. It's really, I mean, it's good. It's three and a half hours, right? It's three and a half hours, and I, I have to say, I never got up. I leave. It wasn't like a movie that three and a half hours was boring, and I had to get up in the middle of it. I didn't even go to the bathroom in the middle of it, um, and I even drank a beer during it. Um, it it's good. It's good. It's um, but it, it's not a movie that I'm gonna be like, oh, you'll feel so good when you come out of that. It's not as depressing as like some movies I've seen. It's way better than Power of the Dog, which I hated so much last summer um, or last Oscar season. I it's good, but anyway, yeah. Don't see it. It's terrible. Um, well, it's not bad, uh, but I haven't seen it. I just haven't gotten that far. Oh my god, it, it's, I hate that movie so much. I wouldn't say it was bad. It was up for the Oscar, but I hated no, it. No, he, I don't he does know. not it's play not a nice kind of person. He does not play a nice person in that movie, Jamie, no, either. No, but anyway, AJ, I didn't go to the Marvels. We went to this because, like, it's a movie that, you know, we put it ahead on the list. It's one of movies. It's like a must-see kind of movie, right? It's a thing that maybe if you don't go to see it now, at some point in your life, you might watch Killer Flower Moon. And also, we happen to have three and a half hours free. Like, you don't always have a four and a half hour chunk of time to, like, drive to the movie theater, see it, go home or whatever, right? So... Um, I do want to see the Marvels. I think, you know, AJ, Jamie, you haven't seen it yet, have you? No, no. The Marvels? So no. I have a little – I haven't read much about this, but I wonder if part of the reason it's not doing well is because if you didn't watch Miss Marvel and you didn't watch WandaVision, you have never heard of these other two characters and are not – uh, and let's face it, out, like, if you didn't see the original Captain Marvel movie, she plays a pretty small right. role as part of the Avengers, right? So maybe she's just not a character. My other theory is there's just too much Marvel, 
and like we have reached Marvel saturation and people are done maybe with Marvel universe or this phase of the Marvel universe. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I, I feel like that's, I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's actually ironic because we were talking about how there was so much last year, like every month there was a movie and in between those movies, we had TV shows all the time. So there was a mm-hmm. lot last year and people complained, com- people complained it was too much, but everybody was watching it. Now Marvel's yeah. like, you know what, it was too much, and they took a step back, and now there's not and as much, and everybody's, and, and everybody's kind of, like, not into it. Do you think that was that it was too much, or that with the strikes, the stuff isn't able to be out, or that they're stretching it because they're not going to have stuff that, out, one or the other? That, that didn't help, little... because that didn't help, because to be fair, the only person that was promoting the movie was the director, because the actors couldn't promote it. Yeah, and the writers couldn't promote it for a while. Also. No, but I mean, you're right, and that is definitely the case. But no, I meant there hasn't been as many Marvel movies, I think, because they're stretching out the movies to until they run it, because they're going to run out pretty soon of stuff. No, no, they'll never run out. No. They'll never run out. They're, they they, they backed off because people, because people complained there was too much last year. There was, I mean, there, Jamie, there was a, a, almost a movie a month last year, and we had, what, five four or five TV shows that we watched last year. So, yeah. I think, Jamie, if you're, if you're talking about strike effects, I mean, this movie has been in the can for a long time. Yeah, yes, have... yes, this movie has. But I'm saying, like, I think a lot of, at least, maybe not movies so much as, as TV. I don't know. But a lot of place, things I think they're, like, stretching out when they release stuff because they don't have as many in the can. Like I thought they were stretching yeah. them out more for that. You're reason. saying, did they delay the release of this film to bridge no, the gap to see movies that are not in production yet? What I'm saying is there less Marvel. Yeah. He's talking about there being less Marvel films. And I'm saying there may be less simply because they don't have as many done and they're stretching them out. Not so much. No, like no it wasn't that. They, but I don't know. They, they perfectly think, backed off because there was too no, much. Because, I, I mean, I think, they're, not only is there too much, but it's not all good. Like, I haven't seen Quantumania yet, and because word of mouth is terrible. That movie is not good, right? And I did I like, not see I enjoyed it. I, what? You didn't I, like it? I enjoyed Quantumania. You both liked it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Okay. It was the it was the lowest grossing Marvel film until the Marvels, right? Until now. Quantumania was. Until now. Until the Marvels. And I think that, I mean, it took me a long time to go see The Third Guardians, um, also, oh, I thought, uh, no, I thought it was third guardians right away. No, it was me. I know. That I, was because I didn't. Oh, Jamie. Oh, you, you, took, you okay. I, I misunderstood. You yeah, were waiting. Was, you were waiting. Better. Yes, we were waiting on me and Jamie to watch it. I'm just saying that these movies are getting less and less. There's less and less of a, you know, it's not like I have to go see Black Panther on the first day, which I did, right? Um, I think these movies, there's a saturation. It It could be the saturation. It could be also that, I mean, you might like Quantumania, but it's not one of, if you were going to rank the Marvel movies in order, it's not at the top of the list, right? Oh, no, no. True, but Ant-Man isn't at the top of my list either, so. Right. I'm personally done with the multiverse. I didn't really like, I can't even tell you what what Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was about because I just watched it and nearly forgot about it. And I can't really remember a lot of this, like, like I'm kind of over the multiverse, and it seems Very to be they're all I, I got some bad, they're all in on I got it, some right? bad. I got, I got some bad news for you, Karen. 
It's going to be yeah, the multiverse. You're going to have to deal with you're going to have to deal with the multiverse until 2027 when Secret I know Wars they're comes all out. in. They're all in. Um, well, I mean, and part of the reason is, I mean, Secret. I mean, everything. I mean, the strike has hurt it some because Secret Wars has been pushed back to 2027, which was supposed to come out in 2025 originally. So yeah, the strike has pushed stuff back in that aspect. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. So, I don't care. Anyway, though. next year, maybe right I'll... now, the only the only movie coming out for Marvel next year is Deadpool, and I don't care. That's all I need. Give is me Deadpool. Deadpool. I'm happy. Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Deadpool. So, yeah, Deadpool's going to be multiversing it up too, right? I was um, going to say is that part of the same. That isn't part of the MCU, though, is it? Or at least it wasn't before, yeah. was it? it? It will be. It is now. It is now. It is now. Mm-hmm. He was stuck with in X Men Limbo, uh, right? Anyway, uh, yeah. I'll try to see Miss Mar- we'll, we'll try to see Miss Marvel, the three of us, when we can, yeah. and, and cover it see, on the show you know, the in thing. the next week I'd or like two. I'd having more stuff. I'd rather have more stuff. My problem too is that it's so damn expensive. Yeah, because you have all kinds of time here. No, but I'm saying, like, it's so expensive. Like, I haven't gone to the, yeah, I've gone to the movies, like, a handful of times this past year. Regardless, I mean, I, the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy got screwed up because I did have COVID when it came, around the time it came out. But regardless of that, I've only, this past year, gone to, like, a handful of things. And I know. 90% of them were Marvel. And 90% of them I had a free ticket through Disney, <laughs> which is which helped the matter. And the new movie theater in my neighborhood uh, that I went to on the weekend, eighteen dollars for a ticket for the matinee. Oh, it was a four o'clock movie. It was eighteen dollars. I can really? only wow. go on from now on. I only go on Tuesday, which is seven dollar night. Um, Yours is a lot more expensive anyway. than ours, even. Yeah, but anyway, we'll try to see it, right? Yeah. Talk yes, about I do it. Want anyway, I was far behind us. Hoping I, I really have my suit off, but him, but I, I won't. I think, I think we all want to see. Timmy, did you ever watch Miss Marvel? I know AJ and I. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, yeah Timmy yes. watched it. I watched it with you. You watched it, right? And we all mm-hmm. loved it. Awesome. And we all really want to see Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, on the screen. And I don't really care about the other people in the movie, honestly. I hope she's as delightful on the big screen uh, as she was on the small screen. That kid is a superstar. I really want to see her in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm not even sure who else is in it other than uh, Captain Marvel. <laughs> And uh, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and the but I mean besides that, I'd have to look it up. I don't even know offhand. Yeah. So that that says so, a lot right there. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's, anyhow, that's all right. Yes. So let's. Uh, we got I think four shows to talk about tonight. Um, yeah. So shall we jump mic. on in there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do, we didn't have a podcast last walking week. Yeah. yeah, we did a podcast last week, but I don't think it's necessary to cover no. the two shows as episodes, right? No, um, I think unless we have something specific to mention, we're fine. Um, Loki uh, might want yeah. to just because there's so much going on, but I think it was so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let me ask so, you a question before I say the wrong thing and screw things up. Remind me yeah. where fear ended. I don't want to fear mix up which one fear I'm talking. Fear ended. Okay, so the fake Alicia's showed up, which there's no explanation for how they have the SWAT van, but they do, right? Uh, SWAT van hasn't been seen for like two seasons, but it showed up with a bunch of fake Alicia's in it. Um, Alicia worshippers. And it ends, I don't remember. It, it ends 
when Madison is like, I have to go kill Troy. So they end up not killing his kid. And Madison's like, I have to go kill Troy. They come back off screen. Luciana had a battle with Troy and everybody who's not a speaking character got killed. Um, right. Everybody who's not in the credits, pretty much all the red shirts were killed on both sides. Um, and then Madison's like, I got to go kill Troy. And Daniel's like, let me go with you. And she's like, no, no, I have to do it myself. And, Brand's like, let me go with you. And oh, and like, she takes oh, off. This is yeah. what. And she takes off in the van, and, and Victor screams. It's a line of horrible, horrible dialogue. He's like, Madison, this is not the right way to end this, or something like that. He's shouting at her as she drives away. And that's where it ended. Okay. Um, so she's going, that was what I was trying to remember, though. She's going after Troy. Did they, yes. the whole, this had the whole thing with the kid being kidnapped, though, right? Well, yeah, just, they're holding the kid, and the kid takes them to see the that bird. That was this episode. And she, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's not yeah. really, surprise, surprise, it's not really Alicia and the herd. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and then she, it was her, the girl's mother or whatever. Um, yeah. Um, if you believe that. Yeah. This, 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 the end of this show kind of goes back and forth a bit. Um I still feel like with a lot of this, they're trying to bring things back around because it's the end of the show. I've said this before. Um, honestly, yeah. I expected Al to get out of the MRAP. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, great. <laughs> that's what's got – because I just, you know, we, we kind of discussed yeah. this before, but that's really yeah. what I, I thought was going to happen. Um you know, I don't know that I necessarily have tons different to say. I'm still disappointed with a lot of the Strand and Madison stuff. Like, I was expecting more from it than we got. I don't like yeah. that Madison is like, I'm going to do it on my own type of thing. Um, I mean, it, at least Strand's trying to help. <laughs> There's that. Because he had another personality transplant. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's a little over the place. Um, you know, surprisingly though, I, I, because I, I wouldn't have expected to, but I do, and I don't know offhand the actor's name, but I do actually like the actor that plays Troy. I think he's doing a pretty good job in these uh, last episodes with what he's given. Um, now, like yeah. I said, the story's a little all over the place, but I, I kind of. I, I'm just trying to be careful what I say. Like, I, I don't know. I, I like some of what's going on, and some of it I think is just pushed in for the end of it. Like, we hadn't seen Daniel and Luciana for how long, and suddenly they're there again. And granted, I understand that they're there because we do need to see kind of where their story heads. But it just, to me, seemed kind of shoehorned in, like they just flip-flopped I, so back I, to, to the other group. I, think, I don't know. I think these were not good hours of television. I, I think – I thought last week was almost the worst episode, but this week might really be the worst episode on the entire show series. And I think, I mean, I still like that one with the train car. I still think that one with the train car. Oh, the train car was horrible. Yeah, that was horrible. That was worse. Honestly, (laughs) I think the whole Padre storyline is bad. Yeah. And kind of doesn't doesn't really make sense. I think making the Padre the final season is just not a compelling story. And I think breaking it in half and giving us a huge break in the middle really does not help me to care about Padre. 
Like if yeah. it had been 12 straight weeks. It might have made like a difference. Uh, I just, yeah. my thing is too, maybe it's also that like sometimes the characters, the choices they make irritate me. Like I, I've said this and I've said this, like I don't know how many of the past weeks I've said this, but I still do not get that Madison believes Troy over and over again the things he says. Like, he has Alicia's arm. In no way does that mean, A, that he's, I mean, he's probably seen her because he has her arm. He has to have seen her body or seen her walk or, or something at some point cross her path, okay? I, I believe that part. But just because he has her arm yeah. doesn't necessarily mean he killed her. He could have found her body and pulled it off her body to go, torture Madison with it, you know, any number of things. Yeah. I just, all I thought from the very beginning yes, is but, I don't know why she blindly. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything good. It's not like, here, good friend, yeah. take this no, it's not my good. skeleton and just arm. like, I don't, right? just like, I don't know why she believes Tracy. I feel, I, I even less know why she believes Tracy. Like, Tracy clearly was, is just trying to get her to do what she wants, and she follows her even more blindly. And I'm Ugh. like wondering, how the heck would this girl even know Alicia? Like, to even know what happened to her, other than the things it's her so father dumb. told her, she wouldn't. She's supposed to be, like, eight years old, right? It's so – the writing is so bad. Like, and I really have to question the writer's ability to introduce this child. There's – in the third to last – second to last episode – there's two episodes next week, right? So there's only mm-hmm. well, three ep- – in the third to last, whatever you call that, three episodes to go – they introduced this child as like a major MacGuffin. I mean, she's a MacGuffin, right? Like someone's got her, someone else wants her. She could be a briefcase. Um, but yeah, that's true. Although I did like how Strand like was like, "Screw this! I'm going to screw your plans up." When he took her blindfold off, I did think that was- he's just, Strand is terrible. They ruined Strand. Uh, I, you know, I think one of the most compelling parts of the early seasons was the Madison Strand friendship and they understood each other because they were essentially the same at heart right um Mm -hmm. and they were they saw each other's flaws but were still best friends and when they trusted no one else they trusted each other or they could predict each other really well and it was interesting and what we've got now is like like in one it's not even episode to episode like in one scene they're allies and in the next scene they hate each other and the scene after that they're working together and the scene after right it just and yeah i mean i mean look look i don't want i'm i i in a way want strand to be good because i i want him to be like to be never been good he's never been good he's never been good but i'm saying there's like part of me that like i want him to make the right choices because as a character i want him to grow and to you know be good whatever but at the same time i think he's been a lot of not i don't want to say all the times but at the beginning of the season has been at the beginning of the show has been better when strand is for strand and that to me makes sense he is well, like yeah, we said before he's gone back and forth so many times like I can I, I just, maybe buy that because of Alicia he wants to change. Okay, I, I can buy I that part. I, I, I can't. can't buy that part. No, I'm saying like if they did it and it went from before to there, it would be one thing. But it, it it's not. It's the fact that he goes from throwing people off a building and like not caring yeah. about anything other than himself and murders people. You know, in that way to 
oh, suddenly I'm going to be a better person. You know what I mean? I don't believe, I'm not saying that characters can't change. I do believe they can, but they, they got it. You've got to like make a choice. Well, here's this show has not demonstrated any coherent commitment to the idea that characters can change. Like there, there has like we're going to talk about Loki, and that is a great storyline of a character who changed not over the course of the show, but over the movies and the show, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Like these characters are on an unearned story arc that, like, Mm -hmm. suddenly Victor changed off screen, like in the five-year time jump, whatever it was, where he's living with a bunch of Germans, he finds love and gets changed, supposedly, uh, right up until he kidnaps a kid out in the woods, right? Um, He, like, and I watched the after show because I hate myself. And the showrunner, whoever that guy was, was like, this whole episode is about whether Victor can, like, live up to be the person he wants to be for Alicia or whatever. And I'm like, shut up about Alicia. In Showtime, she's been dead for, like, seven years, right? She's been dead. She's been dead for, like, seven years. And then this episode is all about Alicia, Alicia. Like, suddenly Alicia is the saint of the apocalypse. She's freaking like some kind of amazing, like we find out that off screen, she ran into the tower. She saved all these people. She drove all around. Her legend grew. She's, I also don't understand how these people can talk on the radio nonstop all the time and drive around and and meet everyone they know. And it is news to them that Alicia became Robin Hood and her legend spread from Florida to Texas or whatever, right? And she has all these like wannabes who worship her. I'm like, what? Like, it makes no sense, right? And they, like, I, I feel like it is, it is lazy storytelling. It's, it, it's like, it, what is this Alicia, well, how do you feel about this Alicia worship happening in this episode? Um, I mean, I, I she was almost of, dead. Like, we saw a scene that was her afterlife. Figure out how to say this in a way that doesn't sound stupid. I like the the idea. Now let me let me get my whole statement out before you say. I like okay. the idea that people have met Alicia and that she has affected them in the same way that they found these videos in the past that the people in the show have made, and that I like the idea that somebody doing good can affect people and make them kind of take on that mantle. I don't know that mm-hmm. I like the way they've done it. But I like the idea. But I agree with what you're saying. It's not earned partially because she's been gone so long. I think it's mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of the problem. Like maybe if they did this five, before the time jump, maybe it would make more sense. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's all I can Do say. Remember- I like the idea of it. I don't know if it's been executed good. But I, I like the overall idea, if that makes sense. Do you remember Alicia Debnam's carries Alicia's last scene on the show where she was dying on that beach, and we saw a scene that is supposed to be her afterlife where she gets up and she talks to herself and her arm's not chopped off and she's wearing the leather jacket and the show, and, like, it had to be explained to us by the after the show show that it was her afterlife. That's what she was going to, right? Where'd you read that? For whatever I me- don't you remember that? It was like a dream sequence you kind of see. Yeah, but it was like a hallucination or something. It wasn't. I don't remember her saying it was her afterlife. I don't. I read a thing with the. I read a thing with the producer ever that it was like the afterlife. I think. I, I guess I could be remembering that incorrectly. I don't know. Maybe I don't that remember. Was a theory. That, I mean, I didn't. At any rate, she I was almost dead, 
and she's one of the many people who randomly recover from radiation poisoning and zombie bites. Uh, well, don't forget that the radiation helps the zombie bites. <laughs> apparently, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just so I'm I'm struggling with all this. Like, you know what? She wanted off the show. You sort of killed her off. She's not coming back. We know she's not coming back. They, you know, they showed like flashback footage again. I, I, I guess I don't agree. Part part of my problem is I don't agree with the art, the creator's decision that they're trying to wrap up every single storyline that's not even from the show. So they sent Dwight to to the sanctuary last week to wrap up that piece of his story, yeah. which nobody cared about because it was like 15 years ago. I can understand ago when... the wanting to do it, but they, they need to like resist it's unless they have the time to do it. Because like it's you not can't... even a show. I know, but I mean, like I understand that the other show's done and maybe they want to like kind of pay homage to that and wrap that up, but they didn't give it anywhere near enough time for them to be able to do that. You can't do that in one episode. Like, hey, they could have made this last half of the season about them making their way to the sanctuary and finding, I don't know, a place to be or whatever. Maybe that could have worked. But, like, in one episode to kind of do all those flashbacks, it's, again, I feel like they're trying to put something in for the fans before the end of the show and be like, oh, we're coming back around full circle. But it doesn't – some of it, it just – I thought it was a – I thought it was a wasted episode where they failed to address their own storytelling on their own show by doing this, like, because they're geeks for The Walking Dead and they have to go and, like, do that. It's like, I thought it was self-indulgent on their part to do that Yeah, like, it was cool and it looked cool, but I'm not sure what it really accomplished. Not a lot of anything. It was a waste of a week in a show that makes no sense. I, I... you know, I'm struggling with Padre. I think we're all struggling to see what is so great about Padre. Victor's been living down the road in a gorgeous hotel that appears to be much nicer for the last five years. Like, I don't understand why they can't find any place else to live except Padre. I don't understand why nobody can find it. Is it like the ghost island in the Changeling that you have to met? Like, why can – it's an island near a lighthouse, apparently. How could how is the How is Padre not possible to be found? Like, it's like Congo Island. Um, yeah, it moves. It, it moves. It's like, it's like the Dharma. Making lost It moves. But, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And I, yeah. I don't um, I don't, really. I don't have to that. I, I mean, look, I, I've said this before, and I, I, I say this because I, I think partially because I'm trying to find, you know, some redeeming thing. I feel like when I watch these shows, Sometimes you can watch them and enjoy the action and the, and the walkers. And like I said, it looks cool. But we need more than that. And I find myself feeling like a lot of times in order to be able to get through it, I have to be like ignoring 90% of the science, ignoring half of the story. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. That doesn't make sense, you know, because it never makes sense. And that's bad. You shouldn't be doing that. But I feel like I'm doing that a lot. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I can't just ignore, I mean, I, I agree with you that, so I just looked up his name. It's, um, I think it's Daniel Sherman is the actor. Sherman, 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 Sylvanae is the guy, is the actor who plays Troy Otto. I, I do think he's the only, you're right, that he's the only actor who's really not phoning it in. Like, I feel like everybody who's on the show right now is like, can it please just be over? Like, I, I don't, it's not Coleman Domingo's best work. It's not Kim Dickens' best work. 
no one's really going to win an, is mailing this and going to win an Emmy for it. But he very much is the character that we left in season like four or whatever. He's just a psycho. He he he, mm-hmm. acts the same. he, he he's the only person who didn't get a personality transplant. He he is, mm-hmm. and and he, he's he's compelling. You know, he was a good villain. Yeah. Uh, when he was on, and he's a little like I don't really understand. I'm having a problem with this. Like a little unhinged. Alicia, but... Madison, you're responsible for killing Tracy's mother, which continues to make zero sense. And I just want to like scream. I don't know if that, that we don't remember the original story. No, we don't. No, because they is, they'd have it. to explain it. So it's that's not why we don't know who she was. Uh, they haven't explained I mean, who she was. No, Madison saw her this week and said, I've never seen her before. Not that, why would you recognize a rotten zombie? I do not know. But she's like, <laughs> I've never seen that woman before. What are you talking about? And, like, like neither Tracy nor Troy has really articulated, like, you know, um, I, I mean, we, we know that Troy is a psycho, and he says things like Madison, like, destroyed the ranch when, when I mean, she did, but it was me and it was Troy who brought a herd there to kill everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it just makes no sense, and it it's kind of bothering me that the last three episodes, like, are are like the big secret of the end of the ep- series is like, what is Troy talking about? Like, I just, I don't know, I don't know. I just, um, I don't know. I'm really frustrated. Like I said, I'm really frustrated. I, I kind of some of his stuff have was like a little. Like I said, I think his his stuff is really good and maybe a little intriguing, but I I get what you're saying. Like it's yeah. not it, they brought yeah. him in so late and it's been so long yeah. since he's been in the show. I, like yeah. I don't I feel like if they want to bring characters back from the beginning, I don't know. And and again, I think he's done a good job, but I don't know that if I was writing the show and bringing back old characters that I would have chosen him to be the character to bring back. Like. It was so long ago. That's part of the problem is, like, I don't remember the majority of that. The only thing I really remember about that storyline, other than there was a ranch, (laughs) was that there were two brothers and Troy was nuts. And that is, like, the extent of what I remembered without them having to, you know, feed me what had happened. Right. Yeah. Without looking it up. Because it was, was like, in your real life. Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you know, and, and they, they, like, bring back Charlie in that disgraceful episode where they bring her back just to have her kill just to kill her, yeah. In a way that made no sense, where, where, it, where maybe there was a storyline. radiation anyway. She should have been dead, yeah, she was almost dead from radiation last time we saw her, it was ridiculous. But, but there is maybe legitimate story there about her having killed Nick and, and if people can change and Madison needing to forgive her so she can change. That takes place in five minutes. Like maybe yeah. that could have been three episodes and Troy doesn't have to be to have a big bad for the last three episodes. Like it doesn't have to be a final battle to me. Maybe yeah, like, for some why people, can't it just needs- be about their humanity and about yeah. them? And I just feel like I feel like a lot of this is self indulgent. I feel like wanting the MRAV back is just like the writers being like, Wouldn't it be cool if that showed up again? Let's write yeah, something. I don't understand stuff. how they got it. And I guess again, I feel like yeah. does it matter? Not really. But right. And then the tapes. Like, when, when they brought the tapes. I just remember how much we hated Al making her tapes for season after season after season with these tapes, right? Yeah. 
Aww. It was good at the beginning, and then it got to be a little too many times. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm really, I, I'm watching this, like, I only have two hours of my life, and then I, I don't really have to watch any Walking Dead ever again um, if I don't want to. And this show is is really, um, uh, I mean, I didn't like the way the regular Walking Dead ended, but this this is like make Matt look like Emmy winning. Like this is just not good. Uh, it's just not good storytelling. These last. Well, and, no. And, but the, the, I mean, the finale of the regular show was good. We admitted that <laughs> and agreed with that. Yeah. But, but the final run up was not good. Yeah, it, it's the problem of, and, and this maybe, I mean, might be good, might like the finale. I don't know. But it's a problem of why are you not putting that effort into what comes beforehand? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I think they have too many. I think that they've stretched it too thin. They've tried to yep. do too much with it. And I think it's too much of the same thing. That being said, I people. mean, I like Dead City, and I like Daryl Dixon, so, yeah. I mean, clearly City, they can write it. But Dead City has, like, four people in it. Daryl Dixon has, like, six people in it. And this maybe that. has, like, new people, so, right? Like, You're not wrong. It's such a huge ensemble cast. I think that that's part of it. That has new I people mean, that just showed up this week. Tracy, we've never seen before today, right? Like, why aren't you the new people right, right now? Yeah. yeah, I mean, right. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated, I don't know. girl. Hopefully, hopefully it will come around and, and have a good ending. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I am doing oh. interviews this week, so we'll, um, All right. yeah, as I'm talking to the, the director and the executive producer, Mark. the directing is good. The acting is good. We said that before. It's kind of the writing that's a lot and of the time. The director of the final episode is that guy. Issue. I can't pronounce his name. Michael. Is, Michael, yeah, like that's him. I forget his name. Yeah, he's a yeah, long time. He was he was P in him. cinematography. He he directed the Grove, Look at the Flowers episode of Walking Dead. Yeah, Look at the Flowers, like, Lily, whatever her name is. They look when good. Carol we said these, that little girl. I mean, we said a lot of times the show looks really good. That's not the problem. Sometimes, right now. sometimes. So well, thanks. A lot of times, a lot of the effects are good. I, usually, the directing and the effects are pretty good. It just yeah. Sometimes I, I thought the set. sanctuary was a was a crappy set last week, but um, it sometimes comes at the expense of the story. Was what I was going to say, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on from it. Let's move on from it. Let's cleanse ourselves and move on to. We have Quantum Leap, we have Loki, and we have the real estate. Yep. And American Horror Stories. So yeah, why don't we do surreal estate? Uh, Okay. Real Estate was the episode with the artist in the haunted house that kept saying, finish her, finish her. Wait, no, uh, that was she, the one before, right? I think. This what Wasn't no. this the neighbors? Oh, the neighbors in the fence. The neighbors who hated each other because their fence was possessed. <laughs> Which is kind of, this one was kind of funny. <laughs> this one was a little quirky. And I have to say the next two are completely, even completely different from this one. Um, I, I, I don't know. I like. I liked kind of the tone of this. It was a little bit different. Yeah. It was a little a little wild, but it was funny too. Um, I mean, I liked it too. I mean, so these like, it, you know, it was a um, episode that was like wholly grounded in real estate, right? I mean, it always is like trying to sell a house and it's real estate, but like 
it was it was like really I More felt like so every up. episode yeah. was very real estatey, like how you're gonna sell this house, the neighbors next door, and you know all this. And then it turned out like that the land, like literally had the blood of the brothers in it, right? Um, and the curse, like went into the and land so or whatever, like into the fence hole, post hole. But uh, yeah, I liked yeah. it. I liked the you know the fighting was, and they were funny a lot of it too. Um, yeah. Yeah, funny. Their their like antics, like that they, what did they do that they put, uh, not bleach, but uh, weed killer or something. I can't remember what it was, but they sprayed it in, <laughs> not nice words across in the, the yard. Lawn. They wrote bad words in the grass. They killed yeah, the grass in right. like the shape of bad words. Yeah, and yeah. they, um, uh, yeah, you know, I liked how it, like it turned out like. When Luke was inside the house and when Zoe was inside the house, they became like angry also. And but it that had to help be Luke the, figure it out. It was interesting though because it wasn't that they had to be in the house; it was that they had to interact with somebody else who had been in the opposite house from the other house. Yeah, someone because who had it wasn't been in the other until, house. Um, I want to call him Maurice. That's not his. That's his real name. Um, uh, the, the bald guy. His name. It'll come to me. The tech guy. Uh, uh, I'm the, blanking. His name is, uh, I want to say, Greg Rick. It's not. It'll come to me in a second when we stop talking about him. I, uh, well, I'm sorry. I can't think today. I have such a bad headache. Um, anyway, he, uh, I, I liked how um, the the thing with him and Zoe, like with them fighting, because they always get along so well, and it's like, um, that was, you know, where it came out. And then they knew. That's how they knew. Like, even Luke looked at them like, something's going on, because these two don't act like that to each other. And then, you know, they realized it and, and hugged and made up or whatever. I liked that scene. I thought that was good. Um, and also yeah. the... Uh, August. It was August is the character. Who, August, um, August. Yeah, Augie. Um, the other thing that was funny was the whole, with the, um, the, the lady, the other real estate. First of all, it was funny that the two of them are battling, but her assistant, that Zoe, the way Zoe's acting with him, talking to him, oh, and yeah. that whole thing, that was kind of yeah. funny. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, overall it was it was a pretty good episode. Um, yeah, and there's a subplot about Phil. Phil's sister comes to town. She's trying to sell oh, their parents' estate, and he's very angry about donating a piece of land to the church, right? A piece of property that is the way the church, church went against him. I mean, okay, Which, here's I can, the thing. I can understand you him. Get it, right? Being like, upset that's about it. Yeah. The, the rule of the church. Um, but it turns out that's not what he's really mad about. He's really mad about, like, he thought, this is very typical, like, he thought he was, like, his sister was the favorite child and he was not, you know, respected or loved. And she's like, no, you were the favorite child. I'm the one who, right? Like, it turned out that it wasn't really They're seeing it from different points of view. It wasn't really about him not wanting to give it to the church. It was about him not wanting to do what his parents wanted. Right. But the thing was, it wasn't even that he necessarily cared that it went to the church. It's that he didn't want to be the one to do it. Yeah. Because he said, like, she should have just done it and signed his name. It was the fact that she wanted him to forcibly have to do it and give it to Okay. Them. Okay. That would be illegal for her to sign his name on yeah, a real estate transfer. That's what he's like. He's and, he works in, and he works in real estate, <laughs> so he should know that. You should know better, right? 
But no, I get well. But you'd have to actually press charges, though. I don't think you're going to press charges. But I, I, think, I, I get what you defraud somebody. You can be, I don't know, what, like not every no, crime. No, no, no. But I the mean, state like can bring charges. Nobody would know that he but, didn't sign it unless he pressed charges. But aside from that, the point unless, wasn't that he yeah. didn't want. He, it wasn't necessarily that he even cared that the church got the land. It was the fact that he didn't want to be the one to give them the land. I and you're right. It, was it more... wasn't even about that in the end. It was more about the whole sibling rivalry. It was about yeah. sibling rivalry is what it really was about uh, in the end. Um, I mean, he – I mean, he's married – to a man, you cannot be a Catholic priest and be married to a man or a woman, right? Um, I mean, I know his story is a little deeper, like when he he was came yeah, out as gay or like they kind found of banished gay. Too. Well, I mean, the church uh, yeah. didn't just it wasn't just not be a priest. I mean, they kind of. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not Catholic, so I don't yeah. know. Like, I well, get what I you're saying. I don't know because I'm not Catholic. Like, but they he was like. Ejected wanted from nothing the to do with him after that. It wasn't well, was, just you're not a priest anymore. Well, I think, well, I mean, if you're not a priest, you're not a priest. Like, so some people stop being a priest, but you still retain some of the, like, powers of a priest. So let's say I was a priest, Jamie, and I decide that I don't like being a priest and I just want to get a job and I leave, right? Uh, but you could still maybe maintain some of your, I don't want to call them powers, but, like, let's say now I'm driving by the side of the road and I find you and you're, like, almost dying. And I, I can still give you the last rites. There are other right. priests who are kicked out and they're defrocked and they take away their, their like, their like ability to do stuff like that. And I guess that's what happened to Phil. Like he was, uh, and look, it's a show that is not a, a realistic depiction of anything or anything. But in the show, he was like really like had a, however it went down, it was really not cool and he was not treated well and he's very resentful about it. Even though he's happily married to a man which, or a woman or to anyone that he's married, which he could never have done if he wanted to remain a Catholic priest. Now, you could become like an Anglican priest and be married. Like other Christian traditions yeah. let you be married because all of them doesn't. But it was, he's very resentful and we have seen before that he's seen like a ghost has appeared at, you know that priest that was like his mentor uh, and this and this ghost, like, was really mean to him in the in the guise of that priest. Um, yeah, like, that's what I'm like, I, I don't think it was just that they took his priesthood away. They, like, didn't want him in the church at all, I don't think, either. Although, I don't know. I guess Catholic stance on, Many know, gay people don't feel I'm welcome not sure at what church. it is, and I don't even know. Many gay people don't feel welcome at church, yeah. Yeah, that may be uh, accurate. Again, I'm not, I'm not Catholic, so... Um, I think it, I, uh, but in the show, I think Father Phil maybe could have been in like a don't ask, don't tell situation, but he, he wasn't comfortable with that and he wanted to be more honest. And the church was like, don't let the door hit you in the ass. Yeah. Like, why did you tell uh, us? No. Uh, but I, I do think in the end, it was like a sibling rivalry type thing that he, like, he, he didn't want to do what his parents wanted, but in the end, he didn't want to do what his sister wanted. Right? Mm hmm. And they had this, like, <laughs> come to Jesus talk. <laughs> come to Jesus, see what I did there? Um, where they talked about, like, oh, no, you were the favorite. Oh, no, you were the favorite. And it was, like, shocking to Phil to think that he was the favorite, which is kind of hilarious because, like, like there's no way a Catholic family or someone comes to priest. He's absolutely the favorite. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
but it was kind of a it was kind of a nice storyline, and I liked it. I did not like the B storyline last week, which was when August goes to his old job with a tech billionaire and like uploads a computer into his brain and like learns the secret of life or whatever the hell was going on there, right? Like I I did not. Yeah, that's a little that weird. Was my least favorite. I don't. And then they just dropped it. Like it didn't even come up this week. Um, like I was a little surprised we didn't revisit this major thing that August did the week before, which was almost get a job back with his tech billionaire old boss. Like he's the only person who can like interface with the AI run amok. And he like literally connects his brain to the computer and like communes with it and has this like um, transcendental experience. And he's like, yeah, I'm going back to like the real estate firm. <laughs> yeah. And that was For it not to be mentioned uh, at all. Again, I, that was a little, I, I mean, often these B stories are wrapped up in one week, and I get it, but I'm like, that's wrapped up in one week? Um, yeah, the only other thing fun. I would say was, how about the Susan stuff? I was thinking I really uh, missed Susan. I was like, this is now two full episodes, maybe three with no Susan, and how long is this going to go on? And then at the end, there was that weird Luke thing when Luke calls her and leaves her a message and he's like he was really angry he's like oh I'm sorry that I he was kind of passive aggressive again right he's like Susan I'm really sorry that you did all the stupid stuff in the office and I'm really sorry that you made running this office look so easy and I'm really sorry most of them talking to your telephone slam 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 right (laughs) yeah I wasn't sure it like he hung up before that like I couldn't figure out if he left a message or he was pissed and just talking to himself because it sounded like he clicked the phone off but yet I'm not sure why he would continue that on his own so I wasn't 100% sure if he actually left the message but yeah I um, and then and then the end I think it's the end of this one isn't it that Phil gives him the file is that the end of this one what file maybe maybe not what file File on, um, her, on her house? I, I, no. I don't recall that. I thought there was something. I don't want to. I hate when I do that because I don't want to say something and then be like, wait, that didn't happen yet. Um, But oh, I swear right. it was at the end of it. Wait, I'm looking to see. I thought him like. like I don't know. Maybe it's I, not. I thought it. I don't want to. Um, but anyway, it was part of the story that, that's coming up. I, I'm not 100% sure if it was in the end of the episode. Right. It may have even been in the end of the other episode, and I'm just mixing it up, but I don't want to, just in case I won't say anything. But, um, but yeah. Uh, he's being really weird about Susan because he, he's been so mean to her all season, and I, and I totally get why she would quit, although she didn't quit. Her, her, her Alexa quit for her, right? Her, her non-branded speaker. Her non-branded smart speaker quit for her, um, but it was totally believable because he's been such a jerk, and yeah. he devalued her and acted like he didn't need her. And then, you know, earlier that episode, he's like, "Have you heard from her?" And and I was like, "No, I left her a message, and she doesn't call back, right?" And and then at the end, when he was, and I'm like, "Wait, like, what is going on here? Like, like this, like." I could I could totally see Luke being like, oh, I've been a jerk. I miss you. We need you in the office. Please come back. Yeah, but he can't um, even do that. He's like uh, so – he's still angry. He needs to get over it. 
I mean, it's not her fault, and she's not lording her powers around him. She really has not exercised no, her powers this season at all. He just can't accept it. I think that he's jealous, and he's, like we said, he's been very condescending and, like you said, passive-aggressive. And it's like he's trying. I mean, he did call her, so I feel like he kind of tried, but he kind of, like, failed on that, you know, because I, I, he started out yeah. okay, and then he sort of bombed that. But I'm wondering also if maybe he misses her more than he thought. He has stronger feelings for her than he thought. I don't mean necessarily romantic feelings, maybe, but valuing her as a friend in a way he didn't realize that he did. I mean, I could see the show maybe putting them together romantically at some point. I'm not saying I would like it or I want that, but I could see the show doing that. But I think whatever it is between them, whether it's friendship, whether it's kinship, mm-hmm. partnership of some kind, I think he misses her and didn't realize how much he valued her and relied on her. Maybe I mean, are you maybe he doesn't want it. In his, he doesn't quite want to um, admit it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. But so I will say this: I am Thursday talking to Tim and Sarah. Um, oh my god, how exciting! I know. I'm very excited. It's like a, I'm, I'm happy too, just to get. To, I, I've, I've missed talking to Tim this season. I didn't get to talk to him, but but yeah, I'm talking to Tim and Sarah um, on Thursday. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that that means at some point she's coming back. We have to assume that. Um, I will say, though, in the uh, the next, I think it's the next one, is about the other, um, I told you there's another real estate person coming, which I really like this new character, too, though. I just do want to throw that out there. She's funny. But um, but anyway, I'm talking to them. So people can uh, send me your questions on Twitter. I, uh, yeah, I, I want to want to talk about their relationship. i got to figure out what I'm going to ask, because I definitely kind of want to ask about, you I know, the way he treated her and you know, why and that kind of thing. Like the stuff we've been talking about, I really want to discuss. Yeah, <laughs> so. what, that, what that means. And I'd also love to find out what, like, what did she do with her downtime? Like, did she, she's not on the call sheet for two or three episodes. Did she go on vacation? Did she catch up on her sleep? Did she write <laughs> a pilot during those three weeks? Like, what did she do? <laughs> yeah, that I don't know about, but uh, um but yeah, but I'm I'm assuming she's coming back. But I do want to ask them about that. And then um, within the next couple of weeks, I'm also going to talk to Maurice who played Augie. Um, oh, I'm going to talk to him again soon. But that I have yeah. to, I don't have a, a set date. But this is on Thursday. Oh. Ask him what's, what's up with it? with having AI in his brain now. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to ask him that. You, you, you gotta you gotta help me come up with questions, Karen. Me and the Twitterverse. Me and the Twitterverse will help you. So everybody can uh, can uh, tweet me at Sci-Fi Vision and, and send those, and, and that's for Thursday. This is a busy week. There is a lot going on. I think it was every single publicist wants to get their talent uh-huh. back out there ASAP, right? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it's yeah. been uh, it's been a lot. Um, so yeah, there. So that's coming up. Uh, Thursday, and then today, oh, we didn't get to that show yet. We'll talk about that. I was going to say, today I talked to um, Raymond Lee and Eliza um, Taylor. 
it's so bad. From quantum leap. Let's talk about quantum leap. Quantum leap. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, but I was going to say, and then I have Taskmaster going up as well, Bolt from the Blue, and then I have three different Fear of the Walking Dead interviews this week. Everything is at once, and there's going to be more Bosch. I'm hoping, um, I, I just want to say because I'm hoping I get this one because I'm excited. They're going to be doing another Bosch one, Titus Welliver. I, I, I want to talk to him. Um, it was kind of cool. sad it's earlier in the season because the cast wasn't doing this stuff, couldn't get it. But uh, so that might happen too. Yeah. But anyway, so but yes, Quantum Leap. Let's uh, let's move on to Quantum Leap. All right, and uh, it's one night in Koreatown was the episode, and let's go to AJ. Hello, AJ. Um, you know I I keep saying this every week, but every week Quantum Leap seems to like step it up a notch. Um, I thought it was very surprising that magic and Beth are a, a thing now. Um yes. thought that was kind of cool. That's huge. Um, what's even huger, though, is the fact that um, magic was so distraught after Quantum Leap got um, shut down that he it became an alcoholic. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's, he's sober now. Um but, you know, judging by the little comments, especially from Beth, but the little comment, a few of the comments from the gang, I think things were pretty bad with Magic, you know, when they're like, oh, my God, I haven't seen that look on his face since he was drinking, you know, um, type of things. So I think that was very t- um, interesting, you know, kind of flushing out our 2023 people a little bit more. Um, plus, we get the whole thing about Magic, um, you know, and, and racism. Cause, I mean, this episode is – about the LA riots um, from a perspective um, that we haven't really seen in anything before. You know, it's a, you know, it's focused on another minority. um, And I thought it was really messed up that even that minority, not so much the younger people, but the the father um, was looking at his son's friend as, you know, Oh, he, he's, you know, he's a black kid. So he's, he's part of this whole problem, you know, um, you know, to even hear him say when they were talking about Rodney King getting beaten, um, to hear him be like, oh, well, he's a criminal, so it's okay, you know. It was it was interesting way to go from another minority who haven't exactly had the best luck with, um, you know, racism themselves in this country. No. I, I mean, I agree with you, although, I mean, I think if we can put ourselves almost – when was that night? What year did this take place in? The Rodney King riots were um, in ninety in the early nineties. I want to say it was ninety two. I don't remember the exact. Yeah, yeah it was early ninety two ish, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I I think that you know to say like, oh, he was a criminal. I mean, people said that about George Floyd just a few years ago, right? Like, yeah. if the police arrest you, you're obviously a criminal kind of thing, right? Um, right. And, you know, I, I think that Korean-American interactions with the police maybe were not as fraught with danger or not or not brought to my attention as a person, like, who's not part of that community didn't realize that maybe, right? And, and I, I do also... I mean, I have read some articles about, like, African-American and, like, Korean-American, like, tension in neighborhoods, like, like, there's some, so in the city where I live, there's sometimes some tension that, like, 
Korean immigrants come in and they open like a bodega or a liquor store in the community. And then people in the community are like, oh, you're just here making money off us, but you're not really like, kind of, I mean, that can happen to anybody who comes into a community, whether you're, you're, you're in, not, you're in right? the community, but you're not, but you're not part of the community. Yeah. And, and, you know, I guess like, but I agree with you, like, like it, it was very, um, uh, I mean, this show likes to be a little bit progressive with its, I didn't want to call it politics, but culturally what it brings up and stuff. Sometimes um, it's a little more subtle this season, I think, than it was last season, right? But it yeah. was kind of, I thought, really interesting to see that, how the father was just like so so racist, right? In a way that he didn't realize. He didn't consider himself racist. He just considered anyone who's not like him to be a threat. Yeah. Which maybe things in his life happened that made him, you know, that way. But he was so mean to the to the I can't remember any of the characters' names because I watched this like so long ago. Um, but yeah. the the young friend I should probably look mm-hmm. this up while we're talking on the computer. Um, the young friend uh, who who the son was going to go in the sneaker business with. Uh, it really was because he was black that the father was so right. Um, right. But yeah. and aggressive. the thing is, in the end, when they needed him, even after the way the father treated him, he still helped them. So, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, he wasn't like your father's a jerk. I'm not helping you, right? Um, <laughs> as soon as we saw the father take out the gun, we kind of knew where that was going, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. That he would. It was, um, shoot it was one of those person. episodes. Yeah, it was one of those episodes where, great, you saved the father. Now somebody else dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of was to be expected. That that was not going to go the right way. Although, I mean, I, I guess there was there a moment where I thought maybe that um, uh, he was going to shoot um. Dwayne. The kid's name was Dwayne. Uh, so, Dwayne, like, yeah. did we think that he was going to accidentally shoot Dwayne and it would be, like, unwarranted and terrible? But, no, he shoots his own son, Sonny. So I just pulled this up so I could see their names. Um, you know, that he shoots Sonny. And then also thrown into this was the, the Latina uh, nurse who had come into the store to buy a pair of shoes, and they all had blocked in the store, like, during the riot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we had all kinds of people who – um, uh, I mean, I don't think the father, Jin, really liked her that much either, right? Like, he didn't really like anybody who wasn't from Korea. He was a little, he was a little um, better with her. Like, you know, she's like, she's like, I gotta go to the, hit the ATM. And he's like, okay, we'll put this to the side for you, you know? I mean, yeah. with Dwayne, he was just flat out, he, he was just flat out, what is that kid doing here? He's trouble. Yeah. He yeah. thought that he was yeah. going to rob him or whatever. He was stereotyping. Yeah. Well, and they did kind of set it up in the beginning of the episode that so you, thought you know that. was was the son was the older son, Sonny. Why um, drugs off him? It made you think that. Danny, Sonny, or what? Like, was he stealing from his father? Was he selling shoes? Yeah, was he selling the shoes for drugs? What like what was going on between these two? And it turns out that they're like you know um, legit designing shoes. They're like the first first kids to think of designer shoes. <laughs> Like you know, like yeah. you know, well, they like have to upgrading, think of upgrading your own sneakers or whatever. Um, I mean, it's pretty good. 
you know, um, it, you know, it was a, uh, a a true highlight for me was when um, when the father uh, is talking and Ben responds in Korean at length, and the father Jin goes, "Wait, when did you learn Korean?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, Usually, when Ben yeah. knows things, it's because the person he's in knows it. That he just knew, which was funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sure you guys recognize the actor. Um, C.S. Lee is the name of the actor who um, who played the father. He's a he's a character actor who you know has played like. I, mean, I hate to say this, but he's been like you know done one episode or two episodes of like almost every show you've seen that you know had a you know uh, but he was on Dexter forever. Apparently, he had a huge role on Dexter um, for a long time. He played Vince on Dexter. He did ninety-five episodes of yep. Dexter. Masuka. Was he a cop? I loved. I loved Masuka. Was he a cop? He was one of the cops, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was. Okay. He was a path, um, pathologist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was at the police department. Yeah, I remember who him. Yeah. Now that you said that, I remember yeah. him. Yeah. That was kind of his huh? biggest role. He's done like a bunch of other stuff, but most recently I caught. So it's funny. After I watched this episode, I binged For All of Mankind because I wanted to catch up. And I, I don't know if you guys have watched For All of Mankind. Um, I have not. He plays a Korean. He does several episodes of Korean astronaut on For All Mankind in episode three, and I was like, "Oh my god, that guy was just on Quantum Leap!" Mm-hmm. Uh, and here he is. But um, yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with you, AJ. Like, I think every week I kind of really like it. They're doing a good job with the with the like case of the week kind of episodes, and the. The Magic and Beth thing, so we all discussed this on text message when it when it first aired. Um, partly explaining to Jamie, since you didn't watch the original series, but partly, like, I was like, I was kind of like, holy shit, that's huge. Like, how was his best friend, right? Um, and, you know, now he's with his best friends, but it makes sense because Al's been missing forever. It's not like he, like, you know anything like it just makes sense that you know each other forever like that and something bad happens at quantum leap and there's almost no one you can talk to about it but you can talk to beth about it because she knows right and she would have been a person i think that magic could confide in and be like close to when he was so sad right so it kind of makes sense they got together yeah and it was nice to to see magic in the hold in the imaging chamber yeah, I I think it's great the way they've the way they when they've broken up Ben and what's her name Addison. I think it's great that it has given the opportunity for Ben to be like I can't you can't be my my hologram anymore Addison. It's too difficult for me, and it's giving everybody else the chance to like do their time. And for us to see giving us the chance to see everyone take their turn doing that. It's kind of cool. Right? Like, we were all looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, I was not um, expecting Magic. I was not expecting Magic to be the first one in. But that was awesome. And, And, you know, and they're kind of... They aren't going to necessarily be linked to the stories, I guess. So they can just have whoever. Well, that's what I think. 
that's what I think is going to happen. I think, I think, you mm-hmm. know, whichever person is best suited for that leap is going to be the person in the chamber. Right. Wait, say that again. I said, I think whoever, depending on the leap, each, you know, they'll put whoever in the chamber, whoever's Whoever best suited sense. for that leap. You know, yeah. like if he, yeah. if he, you know, if, if Ben, you know, leaps in, it leaps into uh, a ninja, then Jen's going to be, you know, going into the chamber. <laughs> Jen's a badass. <laughs> oh, it'll be great to see Jen. Jen is not the type to be like, I know what you're feeling, Ben, but she'll be like, cut the shit. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, I got I to gotta say, though, I, 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 that bank episode, Ian was my favorite. I, lo- I want to see more of Ian in the chamber because Ian, like I said that week, um, he he get, he gives me more of that Al vibe. Ian gives me the Al vibe. Yeah, I like a lot. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot too. So, yeah. So then at the end of the leap, AJ, you saw at, you know when they always show like a little bit of the next leap. Did they show a little bit, or did it disintegrate and that was the promo? Um. No, this was the one where we had the discussion of does, does he say find her or find it or whatever. You and I had that discussion. Yeah, I don't know. If um, I'm trying to remember. I, I did. No, he did leave. I did see he left. Oh yes, 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 yes. I yeah, the guy that the guy that dies in his arms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you look at the actual episode on the TV, he does say find it on the recap part. Or not the recap part, on the actual episode, I mean. But yet, it seemed to change back from screeners, so I, I don't know. I think something was changed before it aired, and they... So, when, it, AJ, when I watched that, you know, the guy dies in his arms. The guy dies in his arms, and they're all dressed like it's like the 20s or the 30s or the 40s or something, right? Um, and the guy dies there, and when I watched it, I watched it on the screener, and I could swear he said, find her. And then it seems that it like the powers that be said no, it's find it, right? Or it comes up on the episode, and it looks like he said, Ben, you have to find it. But I could swear I heard him say you have to find her. And I was like, oh, does that mean that woman that we, you know, the, is it Eliza Taylor? But it might be find it. So we'll have to see what happens if she's going to show up this week or – well, well, definitely I mean, we all we all know she's the cat. It, it, it. So it's no secret that, it, that she's going to be she's been cast as a series regular. Mm-hmm. Um, that's out in all the press. So um, yeah, although I don't know which episodes, I couldn't get out of her which episodes, but she's obviously in the the next one, um, the one that's on tomorrow, uh, day after tomorrow. So it's on tomorrow. It's on Wednesdays, right? Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's Wednesday. I don't know why. I'm like, no, it's on that. You're right. It's on tomorrow. Yeah. It's on tomorrow. My brain's mush all day. So don't, don't listen to yeah. me. But anyway, that's, um, that is a fun one. And then they still got the, the Salem Witch Trials and the Egypt ones coming up. Those are the two I want to see. I want to see the Egypt one. I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be cool. Oh, that is all to come. Yeah. And and I guess I'm an idiot because I did not realize that she was not 
like American or Canadian or whatever. Like I did not know she had an accent. But I asked her about it after I was like really surprised when she started talking. But I'm dumb, so Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. Well no, I, didn't mean I that. haven't I haven't seen her talk outside of the show, but um, I didn't yeah. realize that, and I, you know, I told her she obviously does a good job because I never would have known it, so <laughs> that was a yeah. surprise. Yeah. But, yeah, so that, uh, I don't want to interview, I'll go up tomorrow. And... All right, cool. Yeah, good episode coming up. Cool, cool. That'd be yeah. Good All right. I mean, I so. Keep... All right. Loki. Oh, and, and okay, so there's one more about Quantum Leap. I believe I read they're going back into production soon, right? Like they're they're one of the earlier shows going back into production, I think. You might be right. I'm not 100 percent sure, but you might be right. I think so. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Loki. Yes, Loki. Loki. Uh, Ooh, I don't know how to feel about doing uh, that. TV, was, TV done I was, right. I was not happy about the end. But, okay, I mean, it was good. AJ. Let's let AJ go because I just you know I like to always give AJ a chance to yeah, talk I know. back into the show. Go ahead, tell us AJ. Oh my Preach, god, AJ. So so much good stuff. I loved watching uh, the the previous episode, watching him um, time slide into everybody's lives after the loom blew up. Um, I especially love the stuff. I especially like the stuff. I've, I've loved everything with OB this season. He has been amazing. Um, but those scenes with OB and he's like, he's like, you know, Loki's like, you're a, a writer, a, a sci-fi writer. He's like, oh god, I'm doomed. And and, and but it just progresses with him. He's like, he's like, no, 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 let's let's talk. You know, let's talk. Like you know, even even being a science fiction writer, he's still helpful in helping Loki figure out what's going mm-hmm. on. And I love when he I love when he's like, you know, telling him that he he wrote the uh the the T V A handbook. He's like, I'm a published writer. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and I know, love it this nice. one. He's like, Yeah, you both wrote it. <laughs> like he's yeah. you know, heading it off. I love the... I love seeing um uh what's his face there? Uh uh Mobius get his jet he, he he sells jet skis. We never see him get to ride one, but he's got his jet ski life. Um, yeah. So that's fun. And yeah. just that, that whole episode, yeah. that, that episode was mostly just fun. Um, lots of fun. And, oh, and was it, wait, was it this? I'm trying to think. Oh, hold on. No, that was the previous. Wait. I'm trying to remember now. Was this the episode or was it the previous episode where we see that Loki pruned himself? That was the oh, that previous was episode. episode. Right. And I thought of you and you okay. predicted that what the time we saw it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, so that was that. So, yeah, I was I was so happy. I was like, yes. I, I heard the phone ring. I was like, that's the other scene. That's the other scene. He's going to prune himself. <laughs> yep, do you yep. yell at your TV like I do? I, I find my sh- myself yelling at my TV a lot on this show in good ways, but... Um, yeah. Mostly make comments to the boys while we're watching it. <laughs> well, I'll just pretend yeah. I'm watching it with somebody, not by myself, yelling at the TV. <laughs> um, so I thought 
that episode five, the previous episode, was easily the best episode of the season um, until I saw the finale. And episode five, um, so I it was written by um, so you know they replaced the head writer during the show um, and. Um, because the writer, the original writer, this guy, Michael Waldron, was taken off Loki to work on Doctor Strange. Um, so it's not like he got fired because he was bad or anything, right? So they moved him to Doctor Strange, and so this guy, Eric Martin, takes over writing Loki. Um, and apparently, whatever they originally wrote for Episode 5, the studio rejected. They submit the, the episode, the script, to Marvel Studios, and they were like, we hate this, it's got to go. And so Eric Martin worked with the two directors, and they wrote episode five in one weekend. Wow. Which was, which was just an incredible episode in the end, right? Like, I loved, I loved the time slipping into everybody's past, but I, I also loved when OB, you know, the OB, the science fiction writer, <laughs> um, says, you've got to get the time aura. If you could get the same five people back in the room together, like we could track it back to the TVA or whatever, right? And I loved when he got them all together, that scene in the record shop where they're all together and like time starts unraveling and and Loki's trying to fix that and he's saying goodbye to it. Like that, I loved that. Um, and I, I just can't believe those guys wrote that in a weekend. I don't know what they had that was killed by the studio because, like, this was so perfect. Like, how could this not have been what they originally wrote, right? Um, and it played into episode six so well. I thought episode six was, like, as a two-hour thing. I, I love these two episodes. Um, and I think they really – like, we all like Loki a lot, right? I especially really like this show. I think this is the best of the Marvel shows. Um, yeah. which is not to say it doesn't drag sometimes. Uh, there aren't things I haven't liked over the last two years or ever world, right? But I thought they just pulled it all together and pulled it off great in these last two episodes. Um, yeah, and, it's really and, like the first, the first four episodes were just complete setup for the finale, for the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jamie, how did you... I really like or not like. Well, I I don't know that I, I like the the how do I how do I put this? I really liked it. I think it was done really well. I don't know if I'm happy with the ending because it wasn't like a happy ending, is what I'm saying. But it was it was done really well. But um, have you met Loki? I, yeah, I know, I know. It made sense. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't good. I just, it's a happy I, ending I for Loki. to be more happy. But uh, but uh, and also wanted to be an ending where it could go on. I don't think they're going to have another series. I'm guessing. But, yeah. uh, but no. anyway, uh, what I was thinking at the beginning, though, is it was kind of like it made me think of Quantum Leap because, I mean, that's essentially what he's doing is like leaping into himself, you know, yeah. in different different parts. That was cool. But it, it reminded me a lot of um, of Heaven Sent uh, because it was – so, yeah. yeah, because it was like redoing it over and over again until it, you know, it's right. Um, and, and I thought it was great. I loved how they kept, like, moving it, it forward and him getting a little bit further, and he did it over and over and over, and then it's, like, a century later. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know if you know. You don't that watch part. Doctor Who, AJ? Go ahead. No. Yeah, finish your thought. Well, um, thought. so Damon, 
during during that part, the one century later, Damon says it in that SpongeBob voice and goes, one century later. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, Heaven oh. Sent is this very one of the greatest episodes of Doctor Who uh, of the modern Doctor Who, where the Doctor has to relive. He keeps resetting this this like period that he's living through, and he does it like hundreds and thousands of times. Really, he's the Doctor, so for billions of years he's reliving the same sequence, trying to achieve a different outcome and making incremental progress every single time. And which is very much what Loki did, right? Like he's like, let's go faster, right. let's go faster, let's go faster. He's going faster, he's going faster, he's going faster. Trying to like, he learned. He spent a century learning everything OP knows, which is kind of I love how they. Okay, that was funny. Later, but how they 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 just do it off screen, like okay, he's learned everything about physics now. Yeah, now he knows everything. Yeah, because he's like, how long would it take me to learn about physics and whatever he said, you know, all his different things, and he's like, uh, a long time. Um, but I, I thought that was really cool how they did that. But I got to be honest, when he um, had, and I can't remember his name, but the he who not who Kang, uh, he who remains, yeah, he who remains. Was <laughs> that's what I wanted? Victor Timely. Um, his variant. When he had him go in and like he kept going back further so he'd make it. Like two things. One, I really figured just the way Loki is that he probably went back far enough to get him to get the thing in in there and like solve it but like didn't i don't know i figured like he probably didn't do it enough times that the guy was going to survive like i was surprised like i figured he probably didn't care if he survived or not and what was going to happen just get back to that point and we're going to be like oh, oh. i died anyway i because thought it was loki, kind of surprised yeah because loki yeah, is like, like historically that. a selfish character who doesn't really yeah um yeah. through all that you're you're also in a way thinking you're a god wouldn't it be faster if you did it and you know in, in the first place. But um, I found this episode, though, some of it, like, a little a little confusing because what, what I, like, he became, sort of became the loom in a way, almost, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But what I was wondering is, wouldn't it have accomplished the same thing for them to, like, they had said how when they, they, they fixed the, the loom or whatever, they'd have to keep fixing it like it would keep happening. Like, I don't know. I wondered that it wouldn't have accomplished the same thing to just keep doing that over and over again. Or even, like, in a way, he could have ended up going with Sylvia and becoming, you know, they who remain or whatever at the end. But um, I'm guessing and taking it that this way that he did it, it kept the free will, too. I mean, I, I assume that, yeah. suppo- that you're supposed to assume that. It didn't really outright say it, but... Um, by him yeah. doing it in his way rather than Kong's way, Kang's way, Kong, so, Kang's well, way, Kang. that they retain the, the free will, I guess. Yeah. There's a few Which things there. AJ, I know you got a couple of them. Go, please. Um, well, I mean, the thing about the loom is it, they could t- keep fixing it would have would have never worked because he who remains designed it it was a, you know, he tells Loki when they have that conversation, which that conversation was a lot of fun. Um, it, it's a, it's a fail safe. The loom was always going to explode when, and get overwhelmed by the multiverse because he doesn't want the multiverse. And so that's a fail safe that's, you know, takes everything out. So fixing the loom was never actually an option. Um, 
I think it was and, like it know, was always a trick question, or like he always yes. like Loki. He led Loki. He told him the, a lie about what the problem really was. Like Loki yeah. was trying to fix a thing that by fixing it he was actually like doing things. what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, AJ. You have a second thought there, but, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, the the whole the growth of Loki through that through the finale. You know, I, I did appreciate like um, before that though when him and Sylvia are having the you know at the bar, and um, and she's like she's like, come on, Loki, what's this really about? He's like, well, I gotta save everything, I gotta fix everything, and she's like, what's it really about? You know, and he finally he finally gets frustrated. And he's like, I want my friends back. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. She's like, see. She's like, see, Loki's are selfish. <laughs> well, yeah, which, I mean, what I, this whole episode was about the fact that he chose the right thing. He was not well, selfish. And, well, that's it. He, well, well, he, well, it's, yeah. he, he what? Well, see, here's the thing, though. Yes, he did something. He did the right thing in the end. He knew he knew the answer, and he did what he had to do to save everybody else. But in a way, it is somewhat selfish because. He is literally, I mean, he's always been a god, quote unquote, but he is now literally a god holding all these lives together. And he got his throne. (laughs) So it's a little selfish. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff there. Yeah. Go ahead. I just want one more thing. Um, And I love, I I love to pan out and and seeing the tree of life because the first thing I did, I looked at Artie and I was like, there's that fucking tree of life again, Artie. (laughs) Because everything we watched for a while had a fucking tree of life. And it all started with, uh, it all started with, what you call it, uh, Snowpiercer. And then something else he he and I watched. Snowpiercer, yeah. And then something else he and I watched had the tree of life. And then there was another thing that had the tree of life. And then when I saw that in Loki, I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is yeah. fucking cute life again. It was like, um, it's, uh, and that's actually um, very huge in uh, Norse, Norse mythology. That's uh, the tree of life is uh, uh, Yggdrasil. Oh, yeah, it's a big, yeah. That's huge in Norse mythology. It's a big mythology. thing in, like, Odin's backstory and all. I mean, so, yeah. yeah, I think that's why for Loki to just keep, like, resetting time, going back and redoing the loom again and again, I mean, one reason why it could never be sustainable is because he didn't just want to fix time. He wanted to save his friends and they yeah, had to die every single time, right? Time, he would have fixed the, the one timeline and let everybody else yeah. be true. He still yeah. in a way would have saved them, but that wasn't, I mean, that's why it's so, really uh, tragic though, because in the end he saved them all, but he doesn't get to be with them. Well, I mean, right. is it tragic? I mean, I think that it, I mean, if you think about it, it was always going to be, that Loki could only get the throne when he didn't want it anymore. Like Loki, like from the day we met Loki in these movies, he, he wanted the throne probably because he was angry and had daddy issues and brother issues. And he wanted the throne because he was a selfish little brat. Um, and partly because an inflated sense of self and then other things happening. And he, I mean, he's been growing really since the movies, not just in the show. Right. Um, but it was it was only when he didn't want the throne anymore that he got it. He he came to the throne as a as a self sacrifice, and he's not the god of mischief anymore. He's the god of time now, right? Like he's he's the god of time, and he will sit there forever 
I mean, I agree with Jamie. There's no season three plan that we know of, and there doesn't seem to be any way no. it could go on. No, there won't be. He's got to stay there. I mean, granted yeah. that no. he's we, not. According like, to Tom Hiddleston. a version of him be in the movies again, though? Or is it probably? No, he's dead. he's dead in the movies. So the only version we can get is this version. Right, he's a variant. In the movies, he's dead. He got killed in Endgame. Right, but I mean, technically, we could see another variant. Infinity War. No, you can't see another variant because because that's how this season started with him having to bring all the variants together for him to stop time slipping. Okay, so that's just like a fine thing. I mean, given that there are, I mean, look, some of those variants stayed in the void, and they could get out of the void, like, right, like... It I mean, not technically, yeah, exact, probably. Uh, this exact Loki, the, like, our this original Loki, Loki, no. Our original Loki is dead, and this exact Loki is dead. I mean, I think the last time we saw the guys at the void, like, the alligator was alive, and that obnoxious little kid was alive, right? Like, some Lokis were alive. Like, could there be a... Look, it's a multiverse. They can do whatever the hell they want, but... I mean, and, okay, Jamie, could there be a scene where Kang, like, the only person who could really go talk to Kang, to Loki sitting on the throne holding everything together like a big old tree, maybe Kang could float by but and be like, hey, Loki, how are you, right? But there can't, Loki can't, it's over, right? It's over. And I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it being over. I'm sorry yeah, I'm that we might, like, Loki... I love Loki as a character, but he has achieved his full story arc. And what is there yeah. really, right? Not that Marvel cares about story arcs that much, but <laughs> Loki really got it. Um, um, <laughs> according to Tom Hiddleston, did an interview, um, and they asked him about season three, and he said, I'm pretty sure you've seen the last of Loki for quite a long time. It was his response. I mean, he so, might want to do some other stuff, and you can't blame him. Yeah, right? yeah. well, he Marvel is. For a long time. Well, we, we could talk. We could talk about this at the end of the podcast, but there's something I can't wait to see that he's actually involved in. Um, but I, I figure that I figure the next time, if we even if we see Loki, which I I find it hard to I'm going to find it hard to believe if we don't see him in it. But Secret Wars is the next time we'll see him. Oh yeah. So so it's yeah. gonna yeah. It's going to be a while. I mean, they may have ways to do it. I I think um. So, other things that I liked or didn't. I mean, I think we could see. I would be surprised if we see the TVA again, right? Like Mobius and and B fifteen, B fifteen. Yeah, we could. And and all those guys, like they could play a role, especially if we're talking multiverse and and. You know, not for nothing. And they're hunting down Kang. The only thing TVA is doing right now is hunting down Kang. So you know, not for nothing. Yeah. I I could. It's not going to happen. But I would totally be down for a comedy show about the TVA. Just about the TVA daily. You know. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, the Office TVA edition. edition. It it really is. I would totally watch that show. Just just them doing their daily TVA stuff. I mean, given that it appears their only job is like monitoring the very the timelines and like seeing what the Kangs are up to, like that could be they could show up maybe. In I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen with Kang, right? But yeah, we don't know. I did have one disappointment this season, 
I think they didn't know what to do with Sylvie and that she was underutilized and that I didn't really yeah. understand her motivation. Like, I understood at the end, like, when Sylvie was like, we got to kill this guy, free will's important, blah, 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 and, like, all, I got all that. Um, but I feel like Loki came around to her position really without her being involved. And I don't really know what she wants or wanted or her McDonald's job or, like, I just feel like... She didn't have a lot of important scenes this season. Yeah, I think the, you, the scene of her telling him, like you said, telling him, you know, we're, we're selfish. It's really that you want to be with your friends. I think that scene was very important. But that was kind of... And I disagree with her. The only one that sticks up, that was that sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. I disagree with her. I don't think I when think he says, I want, I want to save my friends. That doesn't really that make a holy, him selfish. Yeah, is that a wholly selfish He's, thing? No. Uh, I, I, uh, the way but you said it, no. He wants to save his friends the, the, to save his friends, or he wants to save his friends because he doesn't want to be alone. I think yes, it depends that. on the reasoning. I think it's that. I think it, it depends on exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. It, the way you said the way you said it, Karen, it, it's selfless. The way Jamie said it, it's selfish, and that's the way he meant it. He didn't say, "I want to save my friends." He goes, "He go." He didn't say, "I want to save my friends." He said, "I want my friends back." Something like okay. that. Yeah. Loki's never yeah. had a friend before, as far as we can tell, right? He's never had a friend. The closest thing he's had, the closest thing he's had to a friend was Thor. And he, and that was real love hate. Hate love. There's more hate love. That's just just an unhealthy family drama. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want my friends back is not, I I mean, I don't, selfish, uh, uh, I mean. The the, the way he said it, yeah. It could be selfish, but selfish doesn't be bad. Like, it's not evil. Well, no. It's not bad. Nobody said it was was bad. No. But Sylvie implied it, that it was, like, not a valid motivation. See, we're selfish. Look, you're selfish. She, I, I mean, she because was kind of saying, selfish in her refusal I, I to think, help him. I think what Sylvie was saying, it's not that it's selfish to want your friends, per se. It's that she's saying, if you leave the sacred timeline alone, all of your friends will be safe and will be alive that you're pulling them from their lives and potentially ruining their lives because to you it's more important that you're not alone and it doesn't matter to you what they want. Like, that's what she was saying. Whether that's 100% what he meant, I don't know. But that was what she was saying to me. It didn't matter. It didn't matter that he was going to upend their lives. It just mattered that they were back. And that conversation was a a little bit of, like, Talk Loki, like thinking out loud. What are the options? What should I do? Looking for advice, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I. At any rate, I thought she was really not used. Also, I hated her haircut. She had such gray hair last year, and she had a mullet this year. Um, <laughs> I totally agree <laughs> with you because I thought that. Well, she was living time. in the eighties. Yeah, that's true. She was living in nineteen eighty-three. She had a reason to have bad hair. She was, but. I mean, maybe I wish her 1983 business could have been better. I don't know what she was doing, why she chose there, what she was getting at. She seemed not really that happy when Loki visited her. She 
she was so unhelpful. Like, I, I just thought she was under you, and I thought I that think... the relationship between them was so interesting, and they sort of cast it aside for several episodes. She, like, she, I think Loki's relationship with Sylvie fundamentally changes him and makes him, like, understand a lot of stuff, right? She's just a friend. I mean, is it romantic? Is it friendship? Is it both? But she really changes him. And they just left her aside, in my opinion. Go ahead, AJ. What do you think? Um, I think the problem with Sylvie was her story was completed for the most part at the end of last season. Yeah. Um, she, yeah, th- she got what she wanted. She wanted to live. Her, for why she chose 1983 and to work at McDonald's, you know, and, and drive a pickup truck, um, is is Whatever. you know only she knows. Um, yeah, you know. So I feel like you're right. They knew they needed her in this season because she's the catalyst to Loki, um, finally figuring everything out. But I don't think they knew exactly like you said. They didn't know what to do with her in between. Because her story arc essentially was done. Like there was really nothing, no, nowhere else for her to go with her story, you know. Yeah. So. All right. So, can I ask my weekly question, AJ? Sure. Did Loki go through anything at all like this in the comics? Not exactly. Oh, this, <laughs> I this mean, this is, this is a pretty invention. Yeah. It's pretty original. I mean, Loki goes through a lot of shit in the comics, but nothing like this that I am I am aware of. And has he become the god of time and pretty much out of the story in the comics? No? No, no, definitely not like this. Um, I loved it. I, I mean, even when it was slow and not, even when, okay, like, possible that this did not need two, six, 12 episodes, right? Could they have done this in eight and tightened it up? Could they have done it in 14 and made it more, more, either way might have been fine. Even when it was kind of dragging and not at its greatest, it was still I'm, really entertaining. And Yeah, I'm, I'm good with what we got with it. I wouldn't have changed anything. Oh, shit. We lost the huh? caller. I'm still here. Karen dropped. No, Karen dropped. Oh. Yep, there she, there she is. I'm bringing her back. There you are. Sorry, my call Hello. dropped. My call dropped. Okay. I noticed. <laughs> I'm just saying, even when it wasn't at its 100% best, it was it was entertaining really and fun and great to look at. Um, that science fiction retro thing it had going on was so cool. I, I think it's mm-hmm. the best Marvel show. And I liked a couple oh, yeah. of the Marvel shows. Didn't like them all, but, you know. Definitely the best yeah, I mean, TV series in Marvel. It was, I mean, yeah, I mean, back when this all first started, it was very... You know, I could never – there was sometimes I felt like WandaVision was my favorite. There were times I felt like Loki was my favorite. Um, without a doubt now, Loki Season 2 is my favorite of all the Marvel shows we've got. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that it was allowed to be complete and maybe doesn't have to be fully leading into 
the MCU the way maybe some of the other shows were, right? And more good news, the writers yeah. um, from, from Loki are the ones doing um, Daredevil Born Again. So I'm hoping that Daredevil oh, yeah? Born Again should be pretty damn good. Yeah. Well, that should be good because these guys are good. Great. Yep. Yep. So is oh, any it. other MCU series, TV series coming soon? Any more? Echo is coming next month. I don't know exactly what when. What is Echo? What's Echo? Echo is the the the, the um the deaf girl at the end of Hawkeye. The deaf girl who shot Fisk at the end of Hawkeye. Yeah, remember she was in Hawkeye. She was. Um, oh yes, yes. She was, she was part her. of the gang of like of like antagonists. She was like working for yeah. the main antagonist, and she, she was, was part of this like the yeah. tracksuit gang. She was the only person in the tracksuit yep. gang who had any sense or whatever, and she was deaf. Yes. Yeah. So her. So show's she's getting a series next month. Okay. Yeah, there's a trailer. There's a trailer out there. All right. Well, it could be good. We'll see. We'll have to yeah. cover that one if it's any good. So I didn't know about and that. And then after the after, and then and then after that, I think I think the next thing after that is Daredevil: Born Again, which I don't remember when that's coming out. So when they say Born Again, is that implying a reboot or starting from scratch or a? I honestly don't know what what Kevin Feige has in mind. In mind. I, I recently become very disenchanted and with and I, I I think I've recently become very disenchanted with with Mr. Feige. There yeah. there's a new there's a book there's a new book that's out um like the definitive Marvel timeline and I guess there's some quotes from him in it and one of the quotes is basically that everything involved with Marvel is canon but it might not all be part of the sacred timeline, which essentially very annoying through the book, through the book or whatever. Basically the reason my, my biggest type of is agents of shield is no longer, it is uh, agents of shield is officially not part of the sacred timeline, which really pisses me off. That's annoying. That ran for like seven seasons. You can't just take seven seasons and be like, Oh, it's not right. And it's agent Colton. It's, it's multiverse. Yeah, I hate the multiverse. Well, I hate the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah, it, it pisses me off because the show was literally, they, they, they literally said to Joss Whedon, hey, we want you to create a show as a companion to the movies. Actually, you know what I found out recently? They wanted Whedon to create it but they didn't want Whedon actually involved in it, and he was involved in it, and they said, what are you doing? We need you for movies. Let your, your brother and sister-in-law do this. Because <laughs> they were, you know, because oh, that's, yeah. mo- that's, that's who mostly did it. And he's like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> you told me to create it. <laughs> mm. uh, but, yeah, so the show's on for seven years. And the same thing with, same thing with Agent Carter, because she's in there in, in the same timeline as them. Oh, so that makes her not necessarily yep. annoying. Yeah. I don't like the multiverse. Yeah. 
I mean, so. go visit a multiverse once in a while, but don't make it like the whole shebang, right? That's what bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. All right. We should probably get ourselves moving. Yeah. What does this bring we us to? Have, uh, it, you, uh, it's, it's, it brings us to saying goodnight to Jamie and us doing American Horror Stories. What I thought. Uh, all right. Okay, so before well, we hang up, you said that there was a show you're looking forward to that Cumberbatch is in. Right? You were going to mention it later? What but show I wanted to watch oh, Power of the Dog. <laughs> that wasn't... And AJ said, oh, later, later, I'm going to tell you, there's a show I'm looking forward to that's coming, and he's in it, right? And wasn't it Cumberbatch oh, that you said was in it? Oh, um, no. No, no um, Hiddleston. Oh, Hiddleston. What is um, it? AJ, yeah, I not um, said it. That's why I couldn't figure out who you were talking I, about. I, no, AJ said it. Jamie, Jamie, I thought she meant you, too. That's why I was confused. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I need to I communicate like, I more clearly. Um, I apologize. That's okay. That's okay. What's the show? So, as we... So as we all, um, it's actually, it's, it's actually, it's not a show, it's a movie um, um, that Mike Flanagan is doing, uh, Stephen King adaptation to, of a short story called The Life of Chuck, and Tom Hiddleston is the lead. And who else is it? It's a really good cast. Oh, is it scary? Ish. How scary is it? <laughs> not, not, not overly scary. All right, so you think we can take it? Oh yeah, I mean, it, I can't see it being any scarier than um, than uh, uh, Fall of the House of Usher. Oh, that was scary. Okay, cool. Everybody's right. talking about. I have not seen that. It's really good, James. Especially if you read any Poe, it's really good. It, it's really, really good. I shall have to. It's fun. It I mean, it has some gore, but it's campy gore, so. You can take it. Limited gore and campy. Okay, good. I will have to check it out. Okay, oh, yeah. Um, well, all right. Night. Matthew Willard's in it, too. All the interviews. Nice. Cool. But right. um, a lot coming up. I, like I said, I have Taskmaster that will be going up soon, too, for people who... Next week, we have a kind of a short show, though. There's not a ton on. We'll have the fear finale. Uh, yeah, you guys have to, yeah. Yeah. And surreal state yeah. and quantum leap. Yeah. Quantum leap and 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 I think the next episode of American Horror Stories and I think I I don't know what happened to American Horror Stories. Um, I didn't even know. Not you know, either. Like, it wasn't on for one week and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. They took a break and then it wasn't on again. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know where it went, but anyway. So all right, Jamie. Yeah. Have all a right. good week. Bye, Jamie. Talk to you next week. And we'll, Take care. We'll talk marble soon, uh, hopefully. All right. All right. Night, night. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. American Horror Stories. Right. I watched all four chapters. So, yes. Um, they I don't, I don't were... There I was mean, good and there was bad. If there's a through line, they're generally kind of about the dangers of technology and social media and culture. And, like, it was kind of a wannabe black – like, most mm-hmm. of the reviews and the critics called it like a – no, they didn't call it, but it was like a wannabe Black Mirror, right? But not as good as Black Mirror. I um, felt like I, – I, I only felt like one episode was Black Mirror-ish, and that was actually my favorite of the four. 
Which one was your favorite? I, I'm trying to remember all four of them. The, uh, the one with the AI. The, oh, the, the guy who gets looking the Gwyneth Paltrow episode. The Gwyneth yes, Paltrow yes, episode. Gwyneth Paltrow, yes. Yeah. Really, that was your favorite. Yeah, I mean, all right, so let's let's go through them. The first one was called Bestie. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The highlight cool. of that. The, I, my biggest problem with the whole episode was any time that uh, Shelby, yeah, Shelby, anytime Shelby was like, I don't know if it's a good idea, her bestie there was like, what's our rule? And she's like, we're not afraid to do anything. And, like, some of the shit she did was really fucked up. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it when she broke her mother's mug like that. Like, I, like seriously? Yeah. Like, yeah. I would think, not only does that mean something to your father, but I think that it means something to you. Like, I don't know. Right. I just felt that, the whole thing was convoluted. And that was, was one convoluted. of the early things. That was one of the early things that she did and kind of almost the worst. Like, like getting her to, yeah. like, wear weirdo makeup to school seems to me to not be as bad as breaking your mother's mouth. Like, that's the wor- almost the worst. It's okay, except for, like, trying to kill people. But, right? Well, that was, like, just almost the worst. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I don't know. I had problems with the whole thing. The whole the whole thing pretty much was just like it, it just you know we're talking about a, you know I, I love when I say this because of the type of show we're talking about, but it wasn't realistic to me. Like it just I can't believe that anybody, no matter how depressed they are, that would just go against their own moral code because somebody's like, what's it. our rule? It, I don't know. It was okay. just, yeah. it just it felt mean, very, it, I so don't know. It I, just, I, agree. I disagree, and I agree at the same time. I believe that people, and children in particular, can be taken in online by people who, who I mean, this was a metaphor for people who get radicalized and who, like, end up doing, like, a lot of bad shit. Like, you know, young men become radicalized, young girls, like, do whatever. But what was not believable was, okay, first of all, I get that they only had an hour to tell the story, and they had to kind of rush it along, and they made, they made Bestie so, I mean, almost like a supernatural element would have been more believable than her, and I don't mean her looks, but the way you're right, she's like, what's our rule? You would, I would do anything for you, and yet she never does anything for you, right? That Like, this character right. never, yeah, it was, exactly. it was not believable for this kid to be taken in that way. I mean, I, it's believable to me that people get taken in and that this could yeah, happen over a period what, of months or are. years, right? Over a period of yeah. many months or a long time to get a kid to, like, do the shit that she did. Break one of mug. Like, make fun of that guy for losing his baby. That was disgraceful. Like, poison the girls on stage, right? And then, and yeah. then it became predictable when she meets this boy and they fall in love, like, you know exactly Yeah, it was pretty obvious. Right? You know he's so yeah. obvious that he did not from the jump. Um, uh, and, and it turns out kind of that he's been taken in by Bestie, and he is her yeah. truly best friend, and making him kill this other girl, it, making him kill Shelby. Because she pissed her off. He, I, I believed it less, actually, that he would do that in the end. Like, in the moment when he's like, okay, yeah. Shelby, we'll be together, blah, blah, that did not ring true to me at all, partly because it had not been. Almost if I had been able to see both of them being set up, it might have played better for me. Right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, the highlight of the whole yeah. episode for me was seeing Seth was seeing Seth Gable. I don't think I've seen Seth Gable. I haven't either. I haven't either. He looks exactly the same, doesn't he? He looks yeah, exactly he does. As soon as I saw him, I was like, he, he did. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh my god, it's Lincoln! And Artie goes, who's Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't age at all. Looks the same. Um, I also kind of, I mean, so making Bestie be sort of be disfigured for what or whatever that was that caused her to look that way wasn't really necessary to the show and almost was a cheap shot yeah, that's right? like like couldn't like could, would she be couldn't could she be more evil if she was like I don't know. Like, I'm not sure what – I get the shock value of American Horror Story doing that. I don't get what it added to the story. Really. Yeah. No, I agree. So, anyway, all yeah, right. not my – was that the worst one before? Yeah. I don't know. Could have been the worst? I don't know. What, so the uh, next no, one was – Actually, I don't think it was the worst. Um, the next one was AI, the AI one. I don't know what the title was. Um, but I, I like this oh, one a lot. Yeah. And this is the one that I felt, you know, after, after it was over, Artie actually said, he's like, that felt like a Black Mirror episode. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I, I like this one. And I think the, Did I, you I not think, find it predictable? Um, um, oh, it was absolutely predictable, but I, it was enjoyable okay. anyway. I, uh, you know, and I think I liked it. Part of the reason I liked it is because the ending, it, it really, I mean, at least for me, I felt like, was he crazy the whole time? And like, and you know, the seclusion of whatever this new COVID variant, like, did he actually do those things or did the Daphne, Oh, it was called Daphne or did Daphne uh, mess with the, um, you know, edit the video footage to make yeah. it look like he did it. Like what was it, yeah. you know, was it, her, was she yeah. real or was he crazy? Like, you don't know. And that's what I like yeah. about it. Um, and at the end, they're you know like, what else I thought was funny? Like, like you're, they're like, hang on, they're like, your friend was scamming you, it was a trick, and Daphne was designed to, like, go quiet after 48 hours. Like, her battery's dying, she's done, right? So, right. yeah. Like, was he imagining it? Um, you know what I thought was pretty funny? Um, you know, while Gwyneth Paltrow did the voice for Daphne, I thought it was pretty funny the way they shot that scene when um, he puts on the glasses yeah. the first time and he has the virtual yeah. sex with, her, with Daphne. It's clearly yeah. not Gwyneth Paltrow, which I thought was funny because the, the way they shot it, you never see her face. Um, so I even said to Artie, I was right. like, that's really funny. I was like, I love the fact that they're doing this because that is clearly not Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> they don't want right. people and to they go. They don't yeah, they don't want to she show somebody else's face and have people be like, that doesn't make sense. That's Gwyneth Paltrow's voice. Yeah. <laughs> and she, like, that's an interesting choice. Like, she does extensive dialogue, but for some reason, she didn't do the one body shot there. Yeah. Um, although I get also them not showing her because, like, I don't know. It, like, we don't have to see what he's seeing. Like, we, right? Like, mm-hmm. Does it add to the whole, like, mystery of it? Mystique. I don't know. I guess I liked a little bit how they were playing it with COVID and and how – or COVID, or it was actually not COVID. It was, like, kind of the next COVID, right? It was, like, kind of the new pandemic. Yeah, it was whatever. 
it was a new lockdown, yeah. but like they played into being locked down would cause you to interact with your, this is the second show tonight with a evil smart speaker, but being home alone would cause you to interact more with your smart speaker, your yeah. smart assistant, they called it, right? Um, to order stuff, to do stuff, to call people. And and the way the guy becomes more isolated and relies on Daphne more and less on, like, the phone or dealing with people. Like, I, I, yeah. I give them credit for at least trying that. Whether it worked or not, they gave it a shot. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I found it entertaining. Yeah, and it was slick-looking. Like, maybe, they shot it well. Yeah, it, yeah. And, I, maybe, and maybe after that first episode, I needed something that was a little more enjoyable. Cause <laughs> Yeah, that first one was not. Yeah. 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 Um. So. Okay. So what's and the third one? T- third one is. Ta- third one is tapeworm, which I think might be worse oh, than the first one. Really? I mean, See, t- I talk like about te- talk like- about telegraph. I mean, maybe you liked it for other for reasons I hadn't haven't thought of, but I mean, talk about predictable. I mean, first of all, it's called tapeworm, so we kind of see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I liked it because I thought the young woman who played the lead role, whose name I'm gonna, I have to look up because I'm a terrible podcast host, um, I thought that girl was incredible, and it's the best acting we saw across the four episodes. And I thought she did a really good job um, as sort of a new young actress, like really nailing that part. Like the way she becomes so, like, like when she's hungry and she's eating and she's ravenous, and, and it's not just like the way she eats that food and the way she yells at everyone around her and she's so mean and like I just thought it was a really great performance. Um, oh yeah, and, without a doubt. And I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing her um, on the screen at every moment. Um, and that might be why that's my favorite part because at least there was like a ferocious young actress in it. But I agree with you that it was wholly predictable and didn't really go any. Like it didn't. So that was. It was. It, her it name is Laura Karuki. She was great. Did you think she was great? I did. Oh yeah, no, I I, mean, I enjoyed her performance and everything, and I and I enjoyed I, I like seeing Lisa Rinna. I haven't seen her in anything in quite a while. I almost didn't recognize her yeah. at first. And actually, it's funny. I didn't recognize. Yeah. I didn't from the promo pictures. I did not recognize her, um, but. As soon as the episode started, and she and as soon as she started talking, I was like, "Holy shit, it's Lisa Rinna!" Yeah, yeah, it was nice to see her. Um, and yeah, you know, it was really good. I mean, I thought so that that near the end where she gets the pill from the doctor and it's like, okay, that tapeworm it might be really big. I mean, it was kind of ludicrous that the tapeworm is the size of a cobra. Um, well, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Well, because you know, yeah, you know, tape rooms are like tape rooms are really small, right? They're like long, long, yeah. long, long. They're very skinny, but could be like three feet long, right? But then, yeah. And it comes out, and it's like a, like a, it's like a big snake, um, and then it like apparently it doesn't. I thought it was going to go back in her, but it actually eats her and kills her, and then it goes yeah. into her roommate somehow which I don't really get or understand how it got into her and it's too gross to even think about, right? Because the first girl, she, uh, I forgot her name, the roommate is Heather, right? The, the Vivian. Vivian. She takes it and it's like a, it's like a pill that's kind of large, but 
I don't know how it got. Well, no, it was it was like it was like it wasn't a pill. It was it was the small ass tapeworm. How it starts. Well, and it was all rolled up in a ball, the size of a pill. Yeah, it was rolled up in a ball. It was a tapeworm, but it was rolled up in a ball the size of a pill, right? Well, the size of a pill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was the worm. It was little. How that giant ass thing got into her, I don't know. Maybe it spawned. We don't even need to know. Um, But yeah, it was really predictable. I just, um, I, and I'm not sure what it was showing us, like modeling bad, uh, skinny bad, right? Like, like that also is an unoriginal storyline. Yeah. Um, A little bit. Trying to be skinny. Um, But I really enjoyed that young woman. The. the special effects department did a bang up job though, because you could see, like, like there was that one scene, um, where, she, where she was, she was throwing up, and you could see her back, and you could see like her backbone, like, like every, like every part of, like the way they, the skin looked just stretched around her body. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, oh yeah, like, holy crap. I also. There was a scene where she's doing – it's maybe her last scene of a photo shoot when she's, like – you know when she's, like, going crazy eating and the and the photographer yeah. says to her, um, you better binge all that before we shoot. Yeah. But there's a scene and they show her and she's all, like, sweaty and haggard and, like, her her cheekbones were so sunken. And yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. is that yeah. makeup yeah. or is that makeup making that look or is that, like – like, she looked so drawn and gaunt. They, you're right. They did a great yeah. job of that. And then um, Rob Yang, yeah, and Rob Yang was the doctor. We saw him. He was oh, home yeah. in uh, <laughs> rab, uh, Rabbit Hole. Yeah. Which I'm yeah. so pissed off that they canceled that. I really like Rabbit Hole. Mm-hmm. We should be we should be used to it by now. We should. Anything we like gets canceled. Um, all right. So that was the third. What was the fourth one? All right. There was one more. Yes. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. The last one was um, there was AI, there was tapeworm, there was what was the fourth oh, one? Um, oh my god! Or, organ or organ. Oh, the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not like that one, partly because like the the model of toxic masculinity was so unpleasant to just watch. Like there was, there was no moment where it felt at all sympathetic for the main character. Right. Oh no. He was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was horrible. Um, And he, and I guess it's about his comeuppance, but it's not, it's not really about his comeuppance. It's like, they like we're an organ ring. And we're, you know, slingers or whatever. And then it and turned out they're was, actually growing. It felt like the following. Right. Everybody was in on it. Yeah, everybody's in on it, right? Everyone's in on it. Like, it turns out they're growing organs. Um, this new oh, organ a new that organ. enhanced. It's a new organ that somebody invented, which is unclear. And it needs to be implanted in a man, somebody, a man, because men suck, to grow. But it increases women's increases pleasure like whether it's put into a man or a woman it increases pleasure right so i guess there's just the irony that this man was all about seeking sexual pleasure and then he like it it, i mean that didn't really work for me that kind of 
irony because like I feel like they were melding two different things. Like organ stealing has a whole other level of like whatever, right? And it turns out his boss isn't on it, his friend isn't on it. Like yeah, you're right, everybody's in on it. It's kind of ridiculous. Which is which and is funny too because the whole time it seems like it, it, his friend there seemed like seemed like she was in love with him, and he just wasn't picking up on it. Although she wasn't really but, very likable either, right? Like there was but, no likable but you know character. The funny thing? Now, you know what the funny thing I was thinking was though, is maybe that's why she was like, "Hey, let's use Jackass over here as as an incubator because." I'm, like, throwing myself at him, and he has no fucking clue. He keeps sleeping with all these plugs yeah. on the Internet. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, a horrible guy, yeah. And you know yeah, what? Maybe I mean, that maybe was... it's just me, but I, I – it, it was an interesting casting because I felt like – like, when he had his shirt off in that one scene, I was like, he's not attractive. Like, why are these – all these women sleeping with him? <laughs> Well, I mean, he must have, he must have a good there's personality. No accounting for taste. There's no accounting for taste. This is and, true. Uh, this is true. I mean, I think there might have been part of the story where he presumed himself to be the hottest gift to women, whether he was or not, right? Like, I think there was an element of his influence. It was working. Ego. Whatever he was doing, yeah. it, was, it was working because, I mean, that, that opening montage there. Yeah. Yeah, revolving door. Oh. You know what? So that reminded me. That's one thing I did not really like across the four episodes was the sort of musical montage in every episode. Like there was one AI where we saw him have multiple days with his like doing his whatever. And there was one. Yeah. And there was like a musical montage where Tapeworm Girl's on the set and there was like a musical montage where, yes. Where hmm, I hadn't thought about that, girls, but yeah, but yes. Every one of like, I think I've been sensitive lately though to the use of music. Like I'm complaining to you lately about music that distracts me from programming, right? Um, but I felt that well, every yeah, I mean, one of them had an overuse of a musical montage. There's there's times that it's done right, and then there's times where it's not. Yeah. And I I, I I feel like the, the montage in the beginning of uh, Oregon was fitting for what was happening. So that one did, but apparently yeah. didn't distract me enough that I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you just I, mean, I more complained recently about a different show that the music was bothering me. There was another show I complained you about period music that was what did we watch recently where the period music yeah was a total I, I remember I, I remember you that? saying that and I agree and I agreed with you and I don't remember what it was it, it was period music and in every oh you know what was it the continental no the continental yes the continental I still haven't seen it yes it was continental yes I still haven't watched that I forgot um, about it and it's not that good um <laughs> Which is funny because where I love the the period music and what I think is a good show that I like a lot is, you know, I've been watching For All Mankind um, and I'm all caught up now to the fourth season. um, And and that is a show that begins in 1960. When do the first men go into space? Like Kennedy is the president, right? Well, well, 69 was the first first man on the moon. But they orbit space or whatever, right? So, so I think, the yeah, that was, 
I want to say 66, maybe. Yeah. So the premise is that the premise is that Russia gets to the moon first. So before 69, Russia gets to the moon. Right. Show. So there's yeah. 60s music, 70s, 80s. This current season they did actually 2005. But for the most part, it's period music, and it's used so well, sparingly and well. Like there's original music also, right. and it's sparingly and it's used well, and it really enhances the experience in a way that other shows distract me. And it, it's, yeah. I mean, you know, it's well, that's like it, it's a that's like sometimes shows they put in popular music in a situation where it doesn't fit the theme that they're, they're putting it in there because everybody likes this. Yeah. Oh, because they got a license for it or whatever, yeah. Yeah. You should, I know you don't watch For All Mankind. I don't know that it's the thing that, the, that like, Artie would like or Damon because it's reality. Okay, it's sci-fi, but when I say it's reality-based because it's all, like, there's no aliens. It's alternate reality. There's no space lasers. <laughs> it's just an alternate history, right? Um, yeah. But they're on Mars at this point in the show, and it's, you know, it's, it's um I really like it. Uh, season three has some problems. Yeah, Alyssa but... watches it. Oh yeah, it's pretty so. good. That's my new thing. I haven't watched anything else new really. Uh, I've been watching. I, I've been watching something you probably wouldn't like. Um, our flag. Our flag means death. Uh, it's a show on HBO Max. Which I've heard of it. I think. I don't know what it is it, about. It's it, so it's. It's a, it's a historical fiction show. Um, it's essentially a comedy. It stars um, um, Rise Darby, um, mm-hmm. who everything everything. Do you remember that show Rex that we watched? Yes. Did you watch Rex? Yeah. Okay. Remember Rex the, was the long the, the guy show. Yes. Yes. Remember all right. right? Yeah. Remember the guy. Remember the really annoying guy with a British accent. Yeah. 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 That's him. That that's Reese that's Reese Darby. He plays. Oh God, I can't think of it. Um, all right. Well, anyway, he's known in history as it's the a gentleman pirate. pirate. Show, right? It's it's a yes, pirate yes. show, right? He's known as, yes. He's known as the gentleman pirate, and it, it, he's based on a real person. There is a guy who he was in high society, and he was bored with his life, and he left the lap of luxury to become a pirate because he was bored with you know being rich and sitting at home. Yeah. I can tell you. Yeah. It's it, so <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a historical fiction show. Uh, Takai Watiti plays Blackbeard in it. Um, mm. It's it's pretty funny. I happened on it by accident. It was a, I was watching something else and I saw a, tra- a commercial for it and I was like, that looks interesting. So I checked it out. I'm on season two now. Yeah. You know I'm not a comedy fan, but well, watch well, it, it's, it, finish it's, it. It's in it's in the same vein as Rex. It's that type of show. Yeah. All right. Kind of broad comedy then. Yeah. So, all right, we'll catch up because we might have a few shows. We're, we're getting slow now, but by January, hopefully, yep. we'll have a bunch of shows back on that we can cover. Sounds like a plan. All, all right. right. Another great time talking to you, Karen. Thank you, everybody out there in yep. podcast land. If you managed to, if you managed to to find us after last week's shenanigans, um, 
We only have like one so more I, week you know, on you know, this. Now. And I wonder, and, and I wonder, because I, I think I got my opening monologue out before Blog Talk oh, yeah. Radio booted me. Um, so I wonder if people like went to download our episode and was like, wait, where's the rest of the show? Wait, what? What's going on with these people? <laughs> so, all right. Well, one or two more weeks anyway. left here and then we'll try it any place. Yep. All right. Yeah, well, Thank you everybody for listening. Are, so. All right. Have, Thanks, AJ. Have a good have week. A week. Bye. Thank you everyone. And good night.